Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a Futurama podcast where today we are discussing season three, episode 15, I Dated a Robot. I'm Lindsay Wilson, joined as always in 2024. Oh my Alex God. Alex, how's it going? I'm good. Lindsay, as everyone knows, 2023 was the year of Pod of Tomorrow. Yes, what a successful correct. year. We put out some episodes. <laughs> we took yep. some breaks. Yep. We notably took uh, a massive break at the end of the year when we told people we weren't going to take a massive break <laughs> and we were going to finish the season, but we didn't. And now we're here. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually thinking that. Let's address it up front. So two things. <laughs> we did say in the last one, we might not put out another one. Maybe we will. And then we didn't. And okay. also, I accidentally put out the episode in the middle of the week instead of its usual <laughs> Monday release date. So yeah. I don't know. I guess you got it early. And that was your your gift for the fact that we didn't put it. And then your episode. punishment was four, four weeks of drought. <laughs> correct. Correct. So anyway, so yeah, so I will say up front, I did not rewatch the episode. I watched it okay. according to my notes one month ago today. Wow. So we'll see. <laughs> okay. Lindsay will be a little bit rusty. A little bit rusty. We are also both getting sick. So that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> starting off very optimistically in 2024. Real, All right, real well, sunshine. 2024, the second year of Pot of Tomorrow. Yes, I mean yes. it's probably like the third year technically, but our first year we didn't, you know, claim it to be the year of Pot of Tomorrow. <laughs> True. Yes, and our like fourth year of podcasting about anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wild stuff. Right? Started in 2020. Does that sound right? Yeah, uh, definitely pandemic stuff. Correct. Yes. Yes. So 2020, uh, 2021, 2022. Man, is this going to be like um, our fifth year? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, we've been at this for a while. I was, Lindsay, I was texting you over break. There, there was like a big family event and everyone was just kind of like hanging out in the living room and the TV was just kind of like on in the background on mute. And it uh, was an episode of New Simpsons. And I was like kind of just like watching it, even though I couldn't hear it. And I saw all the credits walk uh, scroll by and it said directed by Rob Oliver. And you didn't know of this meme, but you you texted me the uh, the equivalent of the guy standing in the corner thinking they don't know that I interviewed Rob Oliver, like <laughs> wanting to make an announcement to the group of hello. Yes, the Simpsons episode that 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 name on the screen. I've talked to that person. <laughs> Did you know like what exactly yeah. is the director of an animated <laughs> episode? Who knows? We don't really know. There's, there's timers <laughs> he is our favorite i then tried to repeat that anecdote at mm. another family function and it worked even less well i would argue <laughs> trying to get it secondhand yeah but that's good that you told the family members how cool and important you are Yes, that's right. And then they were like, wait, why wouldn't he be able to say it? I was like, you don't get it. Like, the, you know, how you don't care about this anecdote. <laughs> you know how this care. is boring right now. <laughs> <laughs> the point is that no one cares. Yeah. Uh, anyway. um, it, it did make me. I did kind of want to be watching that episode of The Simpsons. So there is something to be said about like, oh, new Simpsons where you, when you don't have to podcast about it, a little bit intriguing, yes. a little bit curious. It also led us to a discussion of wouldn't it be nice if we podcast something that we were excited about, which not <laughs> to say that we're not excited about Futurama, but, you know, some bring some life into the show of podcasting yes. something that you're excited about. Yes. Like if we did a podcast about Hugh Jackman or something. Oh, my God. So good. I am excited <laughs> about Hugh Jackman every day. <laughs> Uh, we miss him every day. What would you podcast about it for something that you're excited about? Because it's hard because we both love The Simpsons and that we got burnt out on that. We both like mm -hmm. Futurama. Is there anything that you like that you would like to podcast about? Yes. So I have always said 
but I would be very excited to do an advice podcast because mm. I love giving unsolicited advice. And so the okay. idea of giving solicited advice would be very exciting to me. And also I think like you don't have to watch anything. So how much right. like free work is there? I don't know. But right. also I am in no way qualified and I don't know how you get people to write in when you don't have an existing fan base. I mean, okay, well, we can turn the back half of Pod of Tomorrow. Just again, if you want <laughs> Lindsay to give you advice, we will do that for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> and the way to get people to respond to your stuff is threaten to destroy Twitter. That's um, right, Twitter will be deleted in one week's time if we get no advice questions. <laughs> yeah, does Twitter still exist uh, at this moment? Twitter still exists. We got an email. So somebody followed us the last time we were recording. We said, okay, you know what? We're good through Christmas. We're good through the <laughs> new year for Twitter. And that person also wrote in a very nice email. Let's see. Uh, I have it up right now. Michelle cited Futurama in her college capstone presentation wow. where it's about climate engineering, geoengineering, and there's like a Troy McClure style like PSA about presumably climate control. I watched it. I watched it like two or three weeks ago and it was very funny. And she cited that in her in her college presentation. Wow. Amazing. Have you ever That's... cited pop culture in like an academic pursuit? Yes. I actually cited Futurama in debate. <laughs> okay. What was the what did you what did you do? So there is an episode we haven't watched yet that is about Star Trek. Mm. And there is a line in there where they're like your this part of your ship works but is broken on ours and this part of your ship is broken but works on ours so if we put them together then if i go stop stop you're just going in circles um and i cited exactly that about why it would be best to put some sort of like specialty heart clinic in a place that already has <laughs> a lot of services <laughs> i see yes. makes sense wow that's a that's like a i feel like all of my references of pop culture have been like applicable to the exact situation where that's like a real like uh, leap in logic. Of like, <laughs> oh, this this like situation of of the spaceship is exactly parallel to like my heart transplant situation. Yeah. I'm just Pretend like referencing the like a spaceship. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, make first perfect sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All of mine were like, oh, when Richard Hatch, like, I'm in a game, an economic game theory course, and I'm like, oh, when Richard Hatch like stepped down, he was just like mm -hmm. consuming uh, rational players, blah blah blah. Yes, but they would both take him. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So. Alex, I dated a robot. What do we think of this episode? I started this episode thinking, oh boy, it's canceled. <laughs> We're talking about downloading actresses for your like fetidization. Like this is one very highly applicable today with like AI mm -hmm. and large language models and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, this is like so obviously like creepy and scummy and we don't want to talk about this. I started the episode thinking that and was like, Ugh, OK, whatever. But then they do a pretty good job of like telling Fry he's a weird pervert mm -hmm. and like condemning the behavior. And it got me thinking how I feel like Black Mirror would like very earnestly do this episode and be like, oh, my God, isn't this crazy that this could happen in real mm -hmm. life? And like, how disturbed are you by this? And it's like, yeah, duh, we get it. This is like you know, a weird thing for people to be doing. And so I was glad that Futurama, like, just immediately called out of like, no, you idiot. Like, this is a weird, creepy thing that you should be that you shouldn't be doing and like, didn't take itself super seriously. So yes, agreed. And I also think one of the things that it works well, I agree with you that it's extremely relevant. And I don't think it 
I expected it to have aged quite so well. I don't think we could have mm -hmm. predicted that we would be exactly where we are with AI and stuff. But yeah, I like that they did the thing that we sometimes condemn The Simpsons for, where they actually made a stand at the end, where like, arguably, it could get could be perceived as a little bit preachy, but I don't think it is where Lucy Liu is like, this is my likeness. And if you actually like me, stop taking advantage of me. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they just straight up come down with this uh, stand on it. They like yep. call this entire industry weird. And so, yeah, I, I like that far more than, again, like, I, I mean, this is like a total straw man argument because the, the episode of Black Mirror doesn't exist, but you could easily see this just like being left for interpretation of like, oh, isn't this crazy that this could happen? And like, you decide the ethics and morals of it. And right. it's like, no, it's just like weird. Just don't yes. do that. Don't date robots. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have the actor herself say this is weird. So yeah, yeah, I think it works well. All right, let's dive into it. And the opening caption is, no humans were probed in the making of this episode. So that's important. I had a different caption somehow. I probably did too. I just took this from Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had scratch here to reveal prize. Wow. All right. Let's find out which one is correct. Mm. Mm. This is from, yeah, in the Futurama wiki, it says the probing thing. Interesting. How are you going to verify? Well, I guess I'll go on to my Disney Plus and find out. Oh, my God. A real opportunity to edit the wiki right here. <laughs> right here, right now. Honestly, did we ever go back and fix the wiki from the other bad one? It was yeah. Christmas. It was we had to <laughs> we had to let people have their have their fun. <laughs> we have more important things to do. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're beginning the episode. Scratch here to reveal prize. Okay, thank Shit. God. I thought there, this was Canadian. Maybe there was like some Canadian gambling law that prevented them from showing Scratch here to reveal prize and you got some different. Yeah, no, this on both tag. of the wikis. I wonder if it's different on the DVDs or something. And it was like, no, this is inappropriate. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Well, All right. A mystery never to be solved. Unless you know the answer. Write in. <laughs> yes, please write in. One of our more interesting caption discussions. <laughs> <laughs> The opening cartoon for Boop Corner, Alex. Boop, daddies. I have a billy goat blowing smoke at like a race course. Okay, good, good. According to the Wikipedia that I no longer trust, this is something <laughs> called Censored from 1944. And when I click on it, it goes to something called Private Snafu. And he is the mm. title character of a series of black and white American instructional adult animated shorts, which are ironic and humorous in tone and produced during World War II supposed to teach oh. you about security sanitation booby traps and other military oh subjects. my god do you feel mm. like you need education about booby traps in your in your day-to-day -day life i suppose that's a military i suppose we're privileged to not have to worry about <laughs> yeah i mean it's that thing where it's like i thought that quicksand would be a larger part of my life mm -hmm. right and like i expected yeah. more like traps where you walk under a tree and all of a sudden you're in a big net or something yeah th those those leaves aren't ground it's a big hole it's a big hole <laughs> exactly i've <laughs> fallen into a pit yeah. So, yeah, so I can't speak specifically to what this censored one is about, but it's, let's see. Yes, the Futurama episode I Dated a Robot shows Private Snafu on the building mounted video screen for a few seconds in the opening credits. So no further information given on this page. I Something a little bit relevant for Boopcorn. I don't know if you saw, probably not because you're not chronically online. Uh, I don't, uh, Steamboat Willie Mickey yes. is officially in public domain. Yes. Um, and so... It raises an interesting question. I don't know when Steamboat Willie was, but are all of these Boop Corner entries public domain? Is that how Futurama is able to get away with them? Where it's like, yeah, whatever. We, you know, there's no copyright on that anymore. Just stick it up there. 
Yeah, I don't know, because there are ones that I think were from like maybe the 60s or something. And I feel like the Looney Tune related ones or like Warner Brothers ones, it seems like they sort of pick them up. So I wonder if it's mm -hmm. like because we're only playing one second of this, mm -hmm. is it like uh, fair use or whatever they call it? Yeah, or maybe it's the old Nathan Fielder like parody law. Right. Um, so we can get away with it because it's like used under a different context. Yeah, Steamboat Willie is from 1928. And so that is well before many of these mm -hmm. other ones. So yeah. yeah, they're probably not public domain in the same way that Steamboat Willie now is. Yeah, I wonder. Someone else write in about that. Mm -hmm. Listener engagement. <laughs> All right. So we open up and Fry is watching The Scary Door, which we always love to see. We, love we do the love scary to see door. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was a good episode I... of The Scary Door. Yes, I clearly was really into it because I transcribed the whole thing. <laughs> Would you like to read it off? I guess so. <laughs> Does anyone care about this? <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. All right. You're entering a realm, which is unusual. Maybe it's magic. It contains some kind of monster. The second one. Prepare to enter. The scary door. And then he <laughs> says, please send the man round back to pick up Clyde Smith, a professional gambler who's about to have an unfortunate accident. And then he gets hit by a car and then he wakes up in a casino and then he's winning and says, I guess I must be in heaven. And then he wins again and says, a casino where I always win. That's boring. I must be in hell. Yeah, and they say, I like no. that a lot. <laughs> yes, me too. Very good. Yeah. And then they say, you're on an airplane. And then he looks out <laughs> the window and sees that there's a gremlin destroying the plane and no one believes him. And they mm -hmm. say, Classic. why should we believe you? You're Hitler. And he says, <laughs> Ava Braun, help me. And then she turns into a mosquito and Fry says, I saw it coming. <laughs> yeah. Excellent sequence. Uh, I think like the casino where you always win is a very funny parody of Twilight Zone. And then just like mm -hmm. the rapid succession of like, here are a bunch of Twilight Zone twists yes. from presumably real episodes. <laughs> Obviously, the um, gremlin on the plane one is a real episode. And I got mm -hmm. to imagine the other ones are as well. But I love that they just kind of like uh, blast through those in 10 seconds. So good. Why should I believe you? You're Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very good. I, I also enjoyed it where they're like, well, I liked all the stuff at the beginning where they're like, please send the man around back to pick up Clyde Smith. Like, I love all of the like voice stuff at the beginning. All of that mm -hmm. is great. But yeah, Casino, where I always win, that's boring. <laughs> yeah, so good. So I don't know what the transition is here, but then Fry is talking about how he like saw a big floating ball with beautiful colors and it made him cry. And then it turns out that a college kid wears that to attract customers to the shoe outlet. Yeah, so this is like kicking off the plot, I guess, of like Fry wants to go do things that are amazing to him and that everyone mm -hmm. in the year 3000 takes for granted. But yeah, the transition to get there is very strange of like mm -hmm. there's a flashy advertisement that got my attention and I'm amazed by it. Yes. Yeah, we thought a similar thing. Have we watched the episode yet where Fry gets those fancy briefs? I don't think so. <laughs> where they're like in his brain. Anyway, they're like, we advertise in your dreams now. Briefs? Yeah. Like shorts? Is that is that what? Yeah, like are? underpants. I see. No, I don't think so. Okay. You sure? I think they were called like <laughs> light speed briefs or something. Oh my god! All right, hold on, hold on. Yes, this is in the one where Fry gets all the money from the anchovies or whatever. Okay. Loses yes, the anchovies the on the Futurama wiki page on light speed briefs. <laughs> they cost about thirty dollars. Yes, and Fry doesn't have that. And he's sad. <laughs> yes, okay. So I really loved this line where Fry is really disappointed to find out that it's just an ad. And he's like, oh my God, I felt the heartbeat of creation and it was one with my own. And they say, we all feel like that all the time. 
<laughs> Everyone's deal. just like constantly loving, constantly artistically inspired, just very mm-hmm. living like the anti-capitalist life we all dream of, always being able to just like pursue art and joy. Yes, no ennui at all. It's beautiful. We all feel like that all the time. Yes. <laughs> and so that's when they decide that Fry's like, why aren't we doing everything I ever dreamed of? And Leela's like, oh my gosh, let's go do all the things Fry wants to do. Yes. Yes. So this this is later, but she says, the most humdrum activities to us seem exciting through your eyes as, mm-hmm. as he's blowing up a planet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sal's wrecking co. And they go and look at the edge of the universe and see a parallel universe. And he's like, oh my gosh, that means there's an infinite number of them. And they're like, no, just these two. <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching this this episode and Laura was next to me not watching, but she that got a laugh out of her of there <laughs> only being two parallel universes and, they, and they're all wearing cowboy hats in the parallel universe. <laughs> like, I'm sick of parallel Bender lording his cowboy hat over me. Yeah. Let's see. He also rides a T-Rex and mm-hmm. gets his hands eaten. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Feed the dino keeps your keep your palms flat. The tongue tickles. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, like, keep your palms flat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then he has new hands very shortly. because There's a sign that's like new hands in about an hour. They're like, wow, that's been quite an hour and a half that we did all <laughs> these activities. Though the wiki said that canonically, these new hands are the reason why he can't play the holophoner. So I assume that this comes up later in a in a later episode when he's trying to play and he says, oh, I have new hands. Oh, interesting. Okay. I didn't think about that, but that's a good, good catch. Lindsay, on the Uh, farm, how much livestock feeding out of the palm of your hand was there? Not a lot because we only have cows. I feel like that's more of a thing where you like go to like a whatever, like a petting zoo or whatever. And it's like, don't let the horse bite you or whatever. Yeah. I was just actually this weekend, we had a baby visiting our house and I spent the weekend trying to get him to say the word goat because it was clear that he was very close to being able to do it. And then his parents sent me a video of him with a goat. Wow. And he didn't say goat. He definitely did by the end of the weekend. But then they were like, look, he's feeding the goat. I'm like, keep your palms flat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Fry's only two things that he hasn't done. He wants to be invisible in a chocolate factory and be linked with a celebrity. Invisible in a chocolate factory. Uh, Lindsay, did you see Wonka? No, but I've heard people liked it more than they thought they would. I think it's a, I think it's a like internet campaign to get people saying (laughs) they like Wonka. Because I also heard that, like, I was very cynical about the Wonka trailer, not interested in Wonka. And then everyone said, you know what, it's not that bad. And then I saw some clips and it seems, it seems like what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) So you haven't actually gone to see it. I've not gone to see it. But those trailers gaslight you into thinking it's not a musical. Yes, I have heard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am a big fan of the original. I never bothered to watch the Johnny Depp one. I stand by that decision. And yeah. I don't care at all about watching this one. So I don't know, yeah. maybe when it's like on streaming or something, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Being invisible <laughs> in a chocolate factory, though, sounds like a dream. I'd be into that. That does sound good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm too too much of a rule follower, though. I don't think I can like, <laughs> actually steal chocolate. Even if you're invisible, no consequences. I you just so. take like a very appropriate amount. <laughs> but if you, <laughs> like, if you just if if you just knew that a chocolate factory was like unguarded, like no cameras, no consequences, would you go in and just like rob the place? I guess not. Ugh. <laughs> I feel like you'd be like, I'll take as much as would be appropriate on a tour or something. Yeah, exactly. Just like without yeah. anyone watching you. <laughs> it's like the taking taking a grape or two from the from the grocery store. Oh my god, I ate two grapes. Yeah. Oh, I invis- two measly stinking grapes. Invisalign corner. I went oh, to yes. the orthodontist today. They're setting me up for the third round of aligners, which oh is like... Oh my God, Alex. Fine. But 
they told me, okay, it's going to be like three weeks. So they like scanned my mouth and everything today. And they said, okay, the new aligners will be here for like three weeks. Just like wear your current aligners only at night. So for the first time in like a year and a half, two years, I have oh. full daytime access to food without Incredible. having to brush my teeth, without having to take it in and out. So it's the it's the month of snacking. Wow. I really yeah. live it up for these next few weeks. <laughs> That's amazing. How many more are you going to get? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. to, to be determined when the new set comes in. All right. So that was Invisalign. <laughs> uh, being linked with a celebrity, it turns out, is actually not that hard. You can just download a celebrity's personality and appearance into a blank robot. So let's go to the internet. Yes. So this is very Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph of like... Yes. Did you ever see those movies? I did. Yeah, I really liked it. I liked the first one. I barely remember the second one. Yeah, I don't know if I saw the second one, but that's definitely the vibe of that one of like, oh, we're in the internet and we're going to gonna walk. It's a physical space that we're going to walk around in. Mm -hmm. All right. So they go to visit Napster.com, notably Napster spelled with two Ps. And <laughs> Fry is like, oh, I don't know. Do you have anything with like a Lucy Lou feel? Oh, also, I thought it aged very well that they offer Gwyneth Paltrow and he's like, no, I read in Newsweek that she drinks human blood, which is like the most plausible thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any celebrity to say that they probably drink human blood like Gwyneth Paltrow is like definitely in the top three that you would say that about. A hundred percent. And I feel like at the time it was probably like so scandalous. And now it's like, yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, probably she does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess before we get into Napster, the the other like Internet things that they walk by, Pentagon.web is like being broken into by criminals i guess so mm -hmm. there's like a room full of trekkies arguing ebay is selling the milky way galaxy to a, a being of inconceivable horror yes. which i really liked <laughs> yes i love that i have that written down too just being of inconceivable horror i also yeah. have that the the encyclopedia is like from aa milne to zz top that, that's funny i missed that one i i liked they say let's search the web and you think that they're, they're gonna like go to some google like kiosk or something and they but they just stand there and then leela says ah there it is over there just look around yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and so yeah so fry asks for something with more of a lucy lou feel and they're like oh we don't have anything like that oh except for lucy lou alex do you know anything <laughs> about lucy lou <laughs> Oh boy, I was going to look up her filmography before this. Uh, I I don't really know much about Lucy Liu. I'm looking at her filmography now. Charlie's Angels, skip that one. Charlie's Angels, Full Something, the sequel. What is it? Full Throttle, the sequel. Skip that one. Not a Kill Bill guy. Oh, me either. Kung Fu Panda I've seen, but you know, that's like whatever. Yeah, I really only know of her because of, I know, like, of her from Kill Bill, haven't seen it. No, of her from Charlie's Angels, haven't seen it. Was she also in Allie McBeal? Yes, she's in Allie McBeal. Yeah, and I know of her from that. <laughs> Chicago, apparently. Honestly, it's a, a smaller filmography, especially from, like, the 2000s than I would have expected. I guess she, well, I guess if I look back in 90s and 2000s, she's in Jerry Maguire, ER, but... You know, pretty small filmography for someone that's like a known, I would say, A to B list. Like, I think if you asked our elderly parents, they would have like heard <laughs> the name Lucy Liu before. Yeah, yeah. They say she was the only woman to be named People's Sexiest Woman of the Year twice in 2003 wow. and 2063. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I thought this was real life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fry asked for the 2003 model, but I was thinking like, I mean, I guess it, it's conceivable that Fry has watched things since coming to the future, but like how much Lucy Liu stuff has he seen? Hmm. Because like Meaning... he hasn't seen Charlie's Angels and isn't Kill Bill after this also? Kill Bill's 2003. She was in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm in, in, 2020, in 2021. 
So oh. he hasn't seen that. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> and he yeah. could be just like binging Lucy Liu content, but just right. like for our purposes, he wouldn't have seen that much stuff like in any modern heyday. Lucy Liu stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Could have been watching Great. her on Allie McBeal. He could have. Yeah, like he wouldn't have seen a lot of this stuff. Charlie, I guess Charlie's Angels was the thing. Yeah, but even that came out in 2000. Yeah. What do you make of, so this is very much a celebrity guest star episode. How do you place this among other kind of like obnoxious celebrity guest star episodes? I think this one is fine. Like I yeah. don't feel like, like the Beck one was also fine, I think, even though I didn't yeah. know anything about Beck. I felt like it was a bit more reliant on you liking Beck versus this one is just like, she's an actress that Fry likes and she's pretty. <laughs> like, yeah. So I feel like it's based more on just like the premise rather than you needing to know who Lucy Liu is. And I think like the voice acting is all good. I think Lucy Liu does a good job as a guest star. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy yeah, going like to write in with like a dissertation about Lucy Liu's filmography and like her cultural like, importance. He, yeah, like he did with Beck. <laughs> we have like no idea that Lucy Liu is like a foundational pillar of his of his youth. I think actually, and I can't remember how long ago this was, if we ever addressed it, but we were at the beginning of the Beck episode, we were like, Jeremy sent like a long dissertation about all the things that we got wrong. And then we just like never mentioned it. Again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Classic. Write us in with advice, Jeremy. We'll answer that. We're not going to, yes. we're not going to retract our Beck statements. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So anyway, if anyone has any Lucy Glue takes, please feel free to write in. What did yeah. you think though, like of this as a guest star episode? Yeah, I thought it was fine. Oh, wow. She was also in three episodes of Joey from 20 <laughs> or from 2004 to 2005. I think that this is probably because both of their names were Lucy, but it made me think of the Trios of Horror, Lucy Lawless, Xena exactly. Warrior Princess yes. of like, yes. yeah, both are like very over the top roles. Like, I think the Beck stuff was like more grounded. And like this episode in general feels more like a crazy Trios of Horror episode than the, the Beck episode. Yes, I had the exact same thought where I often mix them up where I'm like, Lucy Lou, Xena. And I'm like, no, Lucy yeah. Lawless. Xena <laughs> yeah. can't fly. Not Xena. I'm Lucy Lawless. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a very long time to learn that Lucy Lawless is Ron Swanson's love interest in Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you're right. There. We all know the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just like... I'd watched it a zillion times and then it was like in the credits. I was like, what? Wait a minute. Wasn't that aware of Xena? Yeah. Loved when I watched Friends and Seinfeld on DVD. I always loved watching like the end credit scene. I guess this mm -hmm. was more Friends. I don't know when they do it on Seinfeld, but on Friends, they would, you know, there's like a little 40 second scene after the episode ends where like the credits are running dur during it. And I always loved looking at the guest stars because they're always like, credit the actor with their character name and it's like nobody remembers like this character name and like why are you writing the character's name in right uh, why did you bother <laughs> yeah um but apparently parks and rec was doing that with, uh, with lucy lawless who knew all right so they put a blank robot in and throughout the episode from now on she's going to speak in lucy lou voice until she goes like philip j fry which i'm sure is still lucy yes. lou i was gonna say lucy lawless but that's one of the funnier bits <laughs> Yes, I loved like every single one of these. Again, like this episode holds up very well in terms mm -hmm. of AI, where I feel like this is very AI is better than this, but it's not that far away where it's like, oh, they have these like pre, they're like very confident about 
generic things that are has kind of been like pre-built of like uh this first one is the first one that she says is you're one sexy man philip j fry <laughs> or the you're one sexy one sexy man is like been pre-programmed i feel like that's yes. very true to life with ai these days of like it can it has like routines that it knows and then as soon as it gets off routine it's like it goes crazy and sounds it's like just a yeah sort of weird stops passing the turing test yeah like and one of the things that she says to him is like i find your slack jawed stare very attractive philip j fry <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're a real dreamboat billy everteen yeah <laughs> Yes, exactly. They note that she's programmed to like Fry. It's not that she actually likes him. And Fry refers to her as perhaps the only good actress of the 21st century. Yeah. A very good bit of like, as Lucy is being like interacted with for the first time, she asks, would you like to take a moment to register me? And he says, oh, not now. And then like three seconds later, she asks again, would you like to take a moment to register me? Yes. Very good. Very, very, I don't know what the word is appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Are you a forever delay software updates person or do you? I do mostly you will do them eventually. When I used mm -hmm. to have a PC, I would put them off forever because it would take so mm -hmm. long. But now that I have a Mac, it tends to be a bit more pushy about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm the um, opposite. I'm the, I just figure my Mac can like handle anything and my PC is like if this thing is like out of date by like one a week and it's going to explode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the hackers are already in. Yeah. All right. In my notes, it just says, so uh, it says that her personality is derived from my movie is proportionally weighted by box office receipts. And in my notes, <laughs> I just have written chatbots and stuff. So clearly, <laughs> yeah. I thought that it was relevant to the like <laughs> chatbots that are programmed to be like, I love you, Billy, every teen. Yeah, for sure. Yes. All right. So the rest of the employees are very concerned about this. Bender is going to say that he thinks dating humans, dating robots is really gross. And someone says, I think it's Leela says, this is Fry's decision. He made it wrong. So it's time for us to interfere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very like uh, supportive at first of this is Fry's de decision be being like supportive and he made it wrong. So it's time to interfere, interfere in his life. Yes, exactly. And they all realize that he never took middle school hygiene. And so he never saw the pro propaganda film. <laughs> and so they're going to watch it. And it's very like Troy McClure-esque. Yeah, they're so McClure good mentioned. at They're so good at all of these. They're always yes. so funny. Like, I don't know what it is with uh, Simpsons slash the drama writers that they can write these like 90 second uh, school film PSAs. Yes. And they're always so good. Yes, it's so good. Yeah, it opens up like human dating. It's enjoyable and serves an important purpose. <laughs> but when a human dates an artificial mate, it has no purpose, only enjoyment. And that leads to tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he says uh, it serves an imp important purpose to like the like diner table flips over and there's a baby on it. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so Billy's going to have this Marilyn Monroe bot. I really like the use of Monroe bot. Very good. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a, it's a funny line too, where it's like, Mavis also wants to make out. I'd rather make out with my Monroe bot. <laughs> yeah, they say uh, all civilization was built on was impressing the opposite sex, mm. which is a good line of like all science collapses, all society collapses once there's no need to impress a, a romantic interest. Yes, ordinarily, Billy would work hard and use the money to buy flowers for Mavis, thus earning a slim chance to perform the reproductive <laughs> act. And then one year later, where are all the football stars and where are all the biochemists? <laughs> <laughs> So it turns out that dating robots actually led to the destruction of Earth and Billy's planet was destroyed by aliens. Yes. And there's some line that was like, I'll let you guess the name of that planet. 
it was planet Earth, which was yeah, yes. brought to you by the Space Pope. I don't know mm-hmm. when the last Space Pope reference we got was, but it made me think one. of one of the best video games in the past decade is Elden Ring, which came out like two years ago. And if you know anything about Elden Ring or Dark Souls or any of these, I games, think we've discussed it briefly on the pod. The deal with these games is that their lore is like incomprehensible it's like oh you have to read like the item description for this pair of boots to understand like the you know like who this person was and what their connection is to like the rest of the world and in Elden Ring there is a big turtle wearing a pope hat that (laughs) is part of the lore and I'm sure the nerds out there know why he exists and what his deal is but in my eyes he is just the 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 space turtle yeah exactly (laughs) yes All right, so there's like a very brief reference about Bender as Archie Bunker, (laughs) Mm, uh, where he's being like, oh, this is gross. I don't approve. And they decide they're going to go shut down Napster to save Fry. Yeah, it's interesting how I was reading the wiki that was kind of talking about how this episode seemed like the commentary was more about Napster and like illegally downloading things, whereas... Mm -hmm you know, 20 years later, it is obviously much more uh, relevant to like AI and mm-hmm. yeah, to AI. And, and so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's interesting how it like really kind of has changed over time because the Napster stuff does not, is not an issue anymore. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so we hear someone crying for help in the back room at Napster and then like a banner gets pulled down and it turns <laughs> out this place is actually called Kid Napster. <laughs> Yes, I love they walk into the Napster offices and the like front guy says, if you're an investor, you can dump your money in the hole. And there's like <laughs> a, a home to nothingness uh, <laughs> as you're sitting in the office. Yes, very, very relevant to venture capitalists. Yeah, such. exactly. <laughs> yes. And it turns out that Lucy Liu has been held prisoner for 800 years. And it's the real Lucy Liu. Quite brutal. Again, Black Mirror would be like, aren't you disturbed? Isn't this a yes. horrible nightmare? Right. Yes. And every time someone makes a copy of her, it seems to be very painful. She's like yes. shrieking and writhing in pain. And Quite distressing. Yes. And they're making illegal copies of them. And so Leela grabs Lucy Lou's head and they all rush off. But then they put Madeline Albright's head uh, in the pl- in her place. My my dad was a the head of a middle school of a, of a middle school. And he had his own office and his office had a bathroom attached to it. And I don't know why this stuck with me as a kid, but for some reason, Madeline Albright came to like visit the school and probably gave like a graduation speech or whatever. And Madeline Albright, they they sent her to his private bathroom. She didn't have to go to the the, the public bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> the student, yeah, Madeline Albright didn't have to pee in the student bathroom. She, she got to use my dad's bathroom. So that's my <laughs> my main association with Madeline Albright. Wow, just like in a yeah. stall next to Madeline Albright. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like one of the nerds downloads Madeline Albright and he's like, are you Lucy Liu? <laughs> She's like, sure. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. All right. So then they have a backup disc, which is the erotic assassin version of Lucy <laughs> Liu. And the real Lucy Liu, meanwhile, is kind of into Bender. <laughs> yeah. So this is really putting Bender to the test of the like interspecies romance here. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so they use the backup disc to make a whole shitload of Lucy Liu assassins. And she they keep going, I am Lucy Liu. Give me your spines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really wants their spines. So this reminded yes. me of the Matrix movie, those later Matrix movies when there's a million of Smiths. Agent Smiths. Yeah. Yes. 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 So they're running from all the robots and then they go into Charlie's Angels 3, which is uh, about <laughs> vampires and explosions. 
Yeah, there was a there was a moment before they get into the movie theater where they like blow up a Lucy Lou by like knocking her into a fire hydrant and like blowing mm-hmm. her up with water. And it really reminded me of the uh the Bart's brother episode, like Big Brother yes. program when Homer fights the, right. the big brother and uh, gets punched and his back lands on the fire hydrant. <laughs> fire it's all arced and he says this is even more painful than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's such a good episode. Yes. So Lucy Lou suggests they hide in here because it'll add to my box office gross. And (laughs) Fry is very excited to see the real Lucy Lou. And they're like, is yours acting normally? And they're like, yeah, I guess. Um, So it turns out that hers, that one is still fine. But all of these other assassins are still a problem. Yes. One of my favorite robot voices here was Fry is watching the movie and he says it has a vampire and an explosion. And his Lucy says to him, it's amazing the way that you notice two things. (laughs) That was very well done. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So all of the assassin Lucy Lou's come rushing in. They come through the screen and then they start like forming a human pyramid of robots to try to Mm -hmm. like get at everyone who's now hiding in the projection room, I guess. Yeah, very weird. Again, like very Trias of Horror type scene Mm -hmm. where nothing makes sense, but it's also not bad. It's just like weird where like for some reason we're going to do like movie jokes here in the middle of this fight. But okay, Mm -hmm. Yes. Zoidberg is going to spray them with popcorn and they all they start having errors, but then they start like shooting popcorn at them like bullets. (laughs) And Bender hides the real Lucy Lou head inside his torso where he was previously storing Pavarotti. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was good. I really love Zoidberg has some funny lines here. He does like the sassy snap a few times after saying a good Mm -hmm. singer. But I love this moment from Zoidberg where like when they knock all the Lucy Lou robots down with the popcorn and Zoidberg says life was bad, but now it's good forever. (laughs) A real optimist. So good, yes. And then the Fry's Lucy Lubot uses a spotlight to heat up all the other ones, and they explode. She saves the day because of the rising oil temperatures. And as they celebrate, she she think of massive corn clog in Fort Seven. <laughs> corn yeah. clog really got me. Yeah, I loved. I'll always remember you, Fry. Memory deleted. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. That was the last copy of Lucy Liu. And as we said at the beginning, Lucy Liu is going to say, you need to erase her fry. You stole my image and that's all I have. That and the largest gold nugget in the world. <laughs> <laughs> One mile long. Yes. And if you love me and not the version of me from TV, movies and People magazine, then you'll blank that robot. <laughs> and so Fry does it. And there's just like a button on her back. And I have written like, it seems like it would be very easy to do by accident. <laughs> I, th- I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> just like walk by, like put your arm around her, like memory yeah. deleted. Yeah. It at least at least should be one of those buttons where you need a like tiny little pen to like yes yeah. <laughs> make it more difficult yeah. yeah but yes and then so Bender's gonna say like at least you're not in a sick relationship anymore but now he's kind of in a relationship with real Lucy Lou and he tells Fry mm-hmm. not to be a prude yeah I was in a fugue state <laughs> the last thing I'd written down was I will always remember you Fry memory deleted memory deleted yes. <laughs> incredible yeah so that's the end of season three uh huh good episode it was fun yes. Better than I remembered, actually. I have seen this episode fewer times than I thought, and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. <laughs> yeah. Might have also been, or for me, it was maybe a break from Futurama. I didn't watch an mm-hmm. episode for a couple of weeks, so it was nice to kind of get back, to, back into it. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I can't believe that we're four seasons in now. Um, I mean, I'm just looking. There are only 12 episodes in season four. Okay, wow. And then... Does, uh, does this season end with the Devil's Hands? No, and then five? 16 episodes in season five. So 28 episodes left in the right. 
regular run where I think we will still probably stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 20, so 28 weeks from now, because we will certainly not miss a week. We've never done that. Nope, never. What is that? That puts us at four months, five months, six, six times four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 26 weeks. It's yeah. half a year. Yeah. All right. Well, that was exciting. Yeah, so that's something. I wish I hadn't looked. That's actually kind of depressing. Thought we were closer <laughs> to the end than we are. All right, who won this episode, Alex? So, do you think? Well, so what happened to the Lucy Lawless head? The real Lucy Lawless? Is she, Lucy is she still good? <laughs> Sorry, Lucy Lou. <laughs> yeah, it's now she's dating Bender, and there are no more copies of her, and she escaped. They do still seem to have the backup disc. I don't know about so that's, that. That's distressing, but I think like escaping horrible enslavement. I'll give it to her. Yes. All right. I think that's that's probably good. And then losers, I guess, would be all of the many robots. <laughs> all the many robots. Maybe the like shareholders of Napster. Mm. Yes. Napster. Napster. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The next episode, Alex, you're going to be able to guess what it is because I think you are well aware of this episode. But season four begins with Roswell that ends well. Oh, uh, I am aware of this this is the time tra i think this is the time travel fry is his own grandfather if i remember correctly very good episode very beloved episode so so that's exciting yes i believe without checking i believe this is an episode that won an emmy so wow yes all right well we will bring our emmy award winning podcast game <laughs> next week potty award <laughs> yeah yes yes all right incredible so alex how can people get in touch with us yeah, so you can write in to ask your advice-based questions, <laughs> potoftomorrow at, yeah, at gmail.com. Twitter at potoftomorrow, it will be destroyed in seven days' time if, <laughs> if no interaction. I feel so bad that I'm threatening the listeners every week. But and it's also, it's it, they, it gives them zero value. We use the Twitter for nothing. <laughs> I don't know why they would want it to exist. But uh, Yeah, they follow us and we just don't tweet anything. It's not yeah. like there's any incentive. Yeah. So sometimes I tweet something. Sometimes I tweet like I found this Simpsons book in my childhood room. I had a good let me read my most recent tweet because it was good. <laughs> you know, you know, the podcast of tomorrow turned into a Hugh Jackman podcast. So gradually I didn't even notice that was a good one. <laughs> but that was from like years and years ago. <laughs> that was actually from January 5th of last year. So almost. Wow. Almost All right. Almost the one year <laughs> anniversary of our Hugh Jackman tweet of that great tweet. I'll retweet it on that day. Maybe draw okay. some, some support for the, the Twitter. Right. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So with that, join us next week for Roswell that ends well. Bye.